Pulling up to Mickey D's just for drinks? Oh yeah, that's me. Nothing extra, just perfection and a straw. Coming in hot for the coldest cups on the block. Because there are drinks. Then there are drinks from McDonald's. Mix things up with any size lemonade or sweet tea for $1.49. Perfect with our classic fries. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. Walmart Plus members save on meeting up with friends. Save on having them over for dinner with free delivery with no hidden fees or markups. That's groceries plus napkins plus that vegetable chopper to make things a bit easier. Plus, members save on gas to go meet them in their neck of the woods. Plus, when you're ready for the ultimate sign of friendship, start a show together with your included Paramount Plus subscription. Walmart Plus members save on this plus so much more. Start a 30-day free trial at walmartplus.com. Paramount Plus is central plan only. Separate registration required. See Walmart Plus terms and conditions. Time. There's nothing more valuable. It's what drives everyone to make the most of every moment. We celebrate living large in the now. In a city where time disappears, we create experiences that electrify the soul and memories that will last forever. We go big. We go all night. And here, everyone is invited. So get loose and get loud. This is Circa. You'll have the time of your life. This is the Arash Markazi Show on the Mightier 1090 ESPN Radio. Hello and welcome to the Arash Markazi Show presented by the Sporting Tribune on the Mightier 1090 ESPN Radio in Southern California, 98.5 The Fan in Las Vegas, and the Hawaii Sports Radio Network, 95.1 FM and AM 760 in Hawaii. I am joined as always by Armani Buckets, Brandon Dooch, and Tim Lee. How are we doing this morning? How about you, Armand? Have a good weekend. I did have a good weekend, Alicia. Thank you for asking. But I want to start off um, on a more serious note. American journalist Grant Wall, if you guys did not hear about the story this uh, this past, I believe, Friday, he passed away at the World Cup he was doing a great job covering the World Cup, and he was bringing light uh, social injustices that were happening in Qatar. And somehow, um, don't want to talk, you know, we don't really know how he passed away yet, but he did pass away during a soccer match. So prayers up to his family, and I hope we get to the bottom of what happened. Absolutely. Thank you. Yeah. Go ahead, Tim. Yeah, I was going to say, like, for a lot of people, he was like the voice of American soccer journalism, and he had been for several years now. So huge loss for for not even just like American journalism, U.S. journalism, sports journalism, however you want to say it, but just a huge loss in general. Yeah, that was very sad. I mean, it it just was. There's no way, no shape, way, form around it. I mean, he was, what, 48, kind of unexpected. His wife is a doctor. Sure, he gets checks all the time. He got checkups all the time. So it was a little out of the blue. Um, still need to know more information about it. But, um, you know, I don't know. That World Cup is going crazy right now. I'm happy, obviously, as an Argentina fan. Um, but I'm obviously USA, but my girlfriend's from Argentina. So <laughs> Argentina fan. Sec- and when we're, we're never going to, I mean, maybe we win in four years, but let's be real. I mean, we're not a, we're not a football country. 
um, compared to the others. So that's been fun. And then obviously NBA, NFL, I mean, the Clippers and Lakers are having trouble winning. I know we'll get into that. So all fun and games today. Yep. Definitely shocking. But as you started off with Armand, our thoughts and prayers go out to the family and what they're going through. And hopefully we find out more in the coming days. Absolutely. So I think we should start with the uh, NFL, right? Is that what we were talking yeah, about? Yeah, we did talk about a little bit of football, but a different kind of football. Uh, I think we have to celebrate the fact that we have two potential, uh, not two, but like one potential team that, that an LA can actually participate in the playoffs, maybe even do more than that. Obviously, we have another one up north that is considered a favorite. So I don't know, Brandon, you want to talk about your uh, your Niners and how, I knew how good it. they look? I mean, <laughs> they look yeah. pretty good. Yeah, all I, I mean, and I'm not going to have a Rosh catching strays when he's not on the show, but he's always <laughs> like the Cowboys are going to the Super Bowl. I mean, they almost lost to the Texans yesterday. I, I mean, he's, he's catching I, strays for no reason right now. I told you, death taxes, Brazil choking in the World Cup, and the Cowboys choking every year in the playoffs. These are stuff gu- guaranteed, and a Doc Rivers team choking, by the way, in the playoffs. That's <laughs> another, another guarantee. There's a 0% chance the 76ers win the NBA championship simply because they have Doc Rivers as their head coach. But going back to the 49ers, I mean, Brock Purdy's special. He really, they don't have to ask him to do much. Um, you know, he's got all these weapons. I was very concerned about the Debo injury. Thankfully, he'll be back for the divisional round game, assuming they can win the wild card game without him, which is going to be tough. Don't get me wrong. They go up against the Lions and Commanders. They, they'll probably win. But like, it's one of those things where they're going to have to continue to lean on Christian McCaffrey. He's going to have to stay healthy. But I'll tell you this. If Debo can come back healthy, by let's say the divisional round, right? And Brock Purdy, I mean, he's going to go through some rookie blunders. It's it's bound to happen at some point. Like he's not, I mean, that interception was pretty awful. That got called back because of defensive holding. Like that stuff is going to happen. But if he can continue to like take care of the ball and just be good, you know, maybe like one interception throughout the whole playoffs or two at most, the defense will win them games. I mean, this defense is unreal. It's by far the best in the NFL. Christian McCaffrey's going nuts. Um, Olivia Kuplo is pretty happy about it. And it's like, look, as long as McCaffrey stays healthy, Bosa stays healthy, like they're core guys, right? Obviously, Debo needs to come back and stay in, like, be there. But Fred Warner, Nick Bosa, Christian McCaffrey, Brandon Ayuk, who I think is probably the most underrated receiver in the NFL this season, has has had a better season than Debo. There's no shape, wear, form around it, arguably one of the five, 10 best route runners in the NFL. All of a sudden, if you take that all into consideration, look, the odds are against them. People are like, statistics are like, oh, Brock Purdy, you know, you have a rookie quarterback, you're not going to win a Super Bowl. But I'm just telling you right now, it's going to be regardless of who's injured, who's healthy, it's going to be so hard to beat this defense in the playoffs. It really will. I'm, only- glad, I'm glad you're already jumping ahead. I mean, like you're, you're already assuming that like they're going to be deep in the playoffs. They're going to be like a potential Super Bowl favorite. Well, better if they lose to the Lions or Commanders in the first round. I mean, what a joke! It's or I'm the not saying it's, I'm just not Vikings. saying I'm not saying it's not impossible. I'm just saying like obviously for now they pass every single eye test, right? Like if you go through layers, they pass those kind of tests as well. Their defense does specifically like a prevent press coverage kind of thing that's very reminiscent of Patriot days of old. So they're kind of a bend, don't break situation because they do give up yards, but they just don't give up points, right? They haven't yeah. given up. I think they haven't given up 20 points all year except to the Chiefs. And even that game was like a dominating affair. So yes, you were definitely 
correct in saying that your defense is probably not see I'm not saying I'm not saying you you don't own the team but like the, the 49ers defense definitely do belong among the talk of elite and Brock I mean he's making throws that he has never made in college so I'm definitely pleasantly surprised I mean the back shoulder throws he's never been able to display he has people that are legitimately skilled that can just give him you know 15 to 20 yards if he just throws a small slant so he doesn't have to do too much on that regard and, you know, they're easing in the rookie with, like, giving him the same kind of plays that they would probably give to Garoppolo. He has really, really good accuracy. That was his big thing coming out of college. But then that was the only thing they really touted about him, right? So you have to be encouraged by, like, the results, at least the earlier results from what he's well, done. And, and his ability to get out of the pocket, something Jimmy cannot do. You know, we say what we – I love Jimmy. I think he's, you know, we, we talk about 49er great quarterbacks. He's up there in the top three or four, right? I mean, he didn't win a Super Bowl, but at least, you know, you, there's he's, no, a, he's a winner. He's a winner. He's a winner, right? Like, and he stands in the pocket, something that maybe raises the ceiling a little bit for the 49ers. If Purdy can read defenses, obviously he won't read defenses the way Jimmy can because Jimmy's been in the league longer. There's no right. shape way form around it, right? But he can get out of the pocket. Jimmy cannot. And he extends plays, Brock mm-hmm. Purdy. That's important, especially for the 49ers because then he can get more time to his checkdowns. Whereas Jimmy's getting the ball out within five seconds right. every single time. If nothing's open, Brock can not only run for a first down or run for the touchdown like he like he did, but he can also check down to Kittle, check down to McCaffrey if nothing's open. I'm I'm pleasantly impressed, surprised by by Brock. And you know, I'm, you're hearing more and more reports that Kyle was like enamored with. Yeah, Brock he's, getting, he's getting more excited. He's getting more camp. excited. I mean. Yeah. All I got to say is, I mean, if Brock Purdy leads them and they win the Super Bowl, you got to trade Trey Lance. Obviously, it's deep into the future. But you're talking, you're talking a lot of th- things now at that point. But I mean, I'm saying, like, yeah, obviously, it's going to be tough to beat the Eagles if they get to the NFC title game, which I think they should and will. Um, I'm not trying, you know, knock on wood. I'm not trying to say, I, I th- not saying they will. They should at least get to the NFC title game because I don't think Minnesota can hang with them. I don't think Lions, Commanders, Bucks, none of those teams can hang with them. We already saw the Bucks couldn't hang with them. So yeah, the only team that can hang with them is Philly, right? So like, that's going to be the game. That'll be the deciding factor. That's going to be in, in, in Philadelphia, assuming they can beat the Cowboys. I mean, it would be a dream scenario if the Cowboys beat the Eagles in the divisional round. And then they had the NFC title game in Santa Clara because then they would beat the Cowboys. You know what? They're not losing the Cowboys. I'll tell you that right now. The Cowboys, when is the last time they beat the 49ers? Like the 80s? You know what I'm saying? Like the 90s? <laughs> like they, they can't beat the 49ers. We saw that last year. When the 49ers were depleted, they kicked their you-know-what in the playoffs, right? So it's one of those things where I think Philly's the big the big thing. That's going to be the tough game. That's why I'm not saying they're going to the Super Bowl because you, have, you still have a rookie quarterback, some injury-ridden uh, players going into Philadelphia – and playing Jalen Hurts, who's the MVP of the league this year in Philly, who's good everywhere. You know what I'm saying? So I, I think I think if you if you were to give percentages, it's probably everyone's talking about the Cowboys and the Vikings. I think it's a, a for, you know, knock on wood, but I think it's a two team race in the NFC. I think one either the 49ers or the Eagles will come out of the NFC. And I don't think there's anybody simply close. So what do we make of the AFC now that we see the Chargers win? And more importantly, my question is about Tua. Do you guys think that the Tua equation has kind of been solved, or is it just one game? Um, what do you think of the Dolphins? Uh, I'll step in a little bit, and then you guys can obviously chime in. I think I've been a bigger believer in the Chargers for the season. 
than most. I mean, I've been talking about them being a playoff team forever as a top five team, top three team, however you want to call it. The two-way equation for that question, it's hard to say he's been solved, right? Mostly it's because like they have not been solved all year. And then finally, the last two weeks, they have had people that have potentially solved the case, right? Like they've done press coverage. They've sent DBs to, to at least have a safety over the top for, for at least Waddle. So they've kind of ignored Tyreek Hill. They're like, we'll let you have Tyreek Hill, but we won't let you have Waddle. So they're taking away a couple of his weapons and his accuracy disruption and his like usual timing sets have been completely disrupted by the last two teams defenses i would say that i don't know if two has been solved i mean he's just been hit so it's up to him and the coaching staff it's up to mcdaniels to kind of scheme a different way to make two more effective but i, I don't think he's 100 percent solved as for the chargers though i mean like i've been saying it all year man and like, if they have the whole team healthy and they're not even fully healthy yet this is what the product looks like, man. Like this is a team that has speed on every single front. They have a big man who can actually extend the field. They have Mike Williams who can catch big 50, 50 balls. I mean, like there's not a more talented quarterback than who they have in Herbert. They have the one of the most reliable possession receivers in Keenan Allen. You talk about like a great like route runner. I mean, he's probably top three at this point. And like outside of that fluky fumble recovery, which was more than 10 yards the first time since 2017, this was a dominating defense for a team that legitimately a lot of people had, you know, at least for a lot of people, uh, playoff hopefuls. I mean, like, I don't know what you guys saw in the game, but the Chargers looked incredibly good for me. I mean, they they schemed well for Tua. The offense was humming, and I didn't see any of those uh-oh Charger moments that you normally get to see around these kind of moments, you know what I mean, where they, like, have these 50-50 situations and they fumble, and they have these crazy moments where they can come back on. Yeah, I wanted to ask Alicia, um, obviously, Rams winning the Super Bowl did a lot. What does the Chargers potentially making the playoffs do for LA sports? Does it change their equation in Los Angeles? Okay, so that's what I was going to jump in with as well. The fact that Tua, so the Chargers beating, <clears throat> excuse me, the Dolphins, this morning's conversation, if you listen around to the nation, instead of pumping up how great the Chargers played or how great Herbert is, the dia the dialogue has been about how Tua is not great. Right. And that's unfortunate for the Chargers, you know, because they are talented. Herbert is doing, you know, he's injured. He's doing what his job is. And and um, as a Ram fan, it, <laughs> it doesn't hurt me to, to pump up the Chargers, you know. It hurts me more to speak highly of the Niners, but that's a different story. That's fair. <laughs> um, that's fair. <laughs> you know, the, the Niners, their defense is just stupid good but it does it is unfortunate that everybody keeps just uh you know dumping on Tua and how he's been found out and they figured him out and he's not very good instead of the Chargers being given their props for beating the Dolphins so you know Armand is just going to take time they have to prove that they deserve our attention agreed we are Southern California and we have so many choices and so much greatness and so much history the charges are always going to be coming from a deficit, but if they win, best believe that they're going to have more and more because that's what that's what gets you any kind of loyalty is winning. You, you know, you're forgiven for so much if you win. Right. <laughs> they would have the Chargers would already have nine wins. Fran Staley wasn't their coach. Like uh, I don't care what anybody says. How <laughs> how can Justin Herbert have 380 yards passing and only two touchdowns? Like. Dude, what the heck is wrong with you? The guy needs to be fired. 
they need an offensive line. If Herbert gets an offensive line, he's the second coming of Jesus Christ, right? Like, I mean, <laughs> the dude's doing insane stuff with no offensive line. Uh, Rashawn Slater's out for the year. Unless he's yeah. going to come back. I don't think he's going to come back. Uh, no, it's Slater that he's probably out for the year. Right? So, so it's one of those things, like, I mean, going into the year, I mean, Tim, you can you can listen to the Arash Markazi show in August. I said the Chargers are the most talented team in the AFC. They still are. They still are. I still think they are. It's about coaching. It's one of those things like the Chargers can make a deep run. Now we've seen the Bengals are the kryptonite of the Chiefs. The Bills don't look too hot. I mean, Allen should have gotten surgery on his arm. It's evident he's not the same. Um, or elbow, whatever he had. He elbow, elbow. Right? Like, dude, it's the Stafford thing. Go and get the surgery, win the Super Bowl next year. They, he wants to win it so bad, and this is one of those things. But look. Tua's not figured out. I agree with Alicia. He's a young kid. He's very talented. Um, we were, in fact, we were wrong about him. I thought he was a bust yeah. coming into this season. I was dead wrong. He's got a lot of talent around him. I get it, but he's a good quarterback. Is he Justin Herbert? No, Justin Herbert became the quickest to get what was that? Ten thousand yards since Andrew Luck. What, he's, what is it? He's, he's one yards? of one. He's one of one. Right. I mean, the guy makes throws no one else can make in the NFL. He's. He's the prototype quarterback, 6'6", 235, right? Like, mobile. Now he has his weapons back. This is going to be a tough team to beat, and I don't think anybody wants to play them, regardless of Brandon Staley's coaching in the playoffs. Like, no one does because of the pure talent. Are you, can I, are you sure about that? Only because, and I'm not dumping on the Chargers, I actually want them to do well. I just feel like they also are notorious for choking. No, that's, oh, that's for sure. That's that's what right? I mean. About okay, that. I just want to make sure we're talking about the same. Of course, <laughs> I'm, I'm 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 saying it with cautious optimism because there's been so much heartbreak with this team. Yeah. So, uh, and I mean, obviously, the talent on paper, they don't win paper, paper championships, but you know, I I want to be a little bit optimistic for what everybody kind of saw with this team. Like the the potential for greatness is there. They just have to, as Brandon alluded to. Uh, make better choices in the coaching decision. Like Joe Lombardi has to call good plays on offense, but sometimes, you know what I mean? Greatness shines through. Herbert is going to be Herbert. If he's going to be healthy, he's going to be fine. Joe Lombardi must have the worst red zone play calls I've ever seen in my life. I would say third down too. I would say third down too. Oh my gosh. It's like, it's like every time it's a check down to Eckler for minus six yards or some crazy, you know, tight end screen, tight end screen screen or something. And like Everett's there in the corner. It's It's tough. It's tough. Bro, like, they just need a they need a change, but I feel like the Chargers, if we're going for the next ten years, and I said this before the season, next ten years, or like let's just say next five years, the Chargers are going to be better than the Rams, probably. It's just a fact. Unless the Rams can get a couple offensive linemen, the Rams are like the Lakers. They won their Super Bowl. They're donezo. They need to rebuild, and they're not going to. They need to trade Ramsey. They need to trade. They need picks back. Like you know, they're not going to win another Super Bowl. I'm sorry. Painful. They're all so sucks. It sucks. But I I feel that as a Laker fan, it is unfortunate. I feel that as a Laker fan, we won our one championship, and we've been prolonging this process where we should have rebuilt. Right. 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 Like and like, yeah, Anthony Davis is a lead. We could get into the playoffs and possibly win a series. But we're not winning a title this year, you know, unless we get Bojan Bogdanovic, which is unlikely. Let me, let me hop on your point for a second with even the point, like the 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 picks for the Rams, too. I, I mentioned it uh, before we even started that because of how poorly they've done, their pick is not protected at all. And because of that Stafford trade, their pick is going to Detroit. So whatever top five yep. pick they're going to give, 
they're giving it up. So whatever you're talking about future and prospects and like rebuilding, I don't know when that process will begin. Like you mentioned, it has to be through trades. It has to be through Jalen. It has to be through somebody else. I mean, they're going to get some retirements coming up soon. We should have mentioned this at the beginning of the show, but Arash is not with us because he's in New York City uh, celebrating Caleb Williams's Heisman. Alicia, Brandon, obviously that's big news. Alicia, I know you want to talk about Baker Mayfield as well. Go ahead. What are your thoughts? Take it away, Alicia. I'm just saying what a great start to the weekend on Thursday. Um, Baker Mayfield, I did not have any... uh, My expectations were low, which is why it was so fun to watch him do his thing, acting like Tom Brady at the end of that game. Um, It was just a fun. And because the Rams are so down in the dumps right now and there are so many injuries, we're looking for any kind of bright light, you know. And so that was really fun. That last drive, I'm happy for him. America loves a good second chance comeback story. And although Baker's been given more than two, three chances I mean, who knows? Maybe, you know, uh, McVay is the quarterback whisperer. I'm I'm all for it. Let's have some fun, even though we're not going to go anywhere this season. And yes, we don't have any picks. But yeah, that's why I'm rocking my USD cap. If y'all could see me right now. Um, congratulations <laughs> to Caleb, the Heisman winner. Unanimous. Unanimous. Oh, yeah. 2022, looking all fresh, accepting his award. And I, I, I'm just so happy. I'll tell you right now. USC's winning the Natty next year, and Caleb's going back to back. We haven't yeah. we haven't seen a player this talented in college in years. He's so good. He's just it's not good. even bias aside. He's just a game right. changer. They and don't have you. him. They don't have him. They win two games. Right. Real quick, who is the biggest threat to SC next season? Early, early on. I mean, Alabama will always be there. Uh, Michigan will always be there. Those are the two biggest teams that are. I'm looking be there. forward to that. Michigan, Georgia. I mean, it doesn't matter who Georgia, Georgia has. Georgia yeah. will be. There. Georgia has been, yeah, has been a perennial powerhouse. I mean, we're but with the portal. I mean, I'm assuming we're gonna, you know, show up our defense, right? Our, yeah, sure. our, like, <laughs> no, you're allowed to say that. That's a sports fan. That that's how you know you're a true sports fan when you start to do that. <laughs> that'll that'll do it for now. When we come back, we will be joined by Fernando Ramirez to talk about the Chargers' big win over the Dolphins. We'll be right back with the Arash Markazi Show on the Mightier 1090 ESPN Radio. Time. There's nothing more valuable. It's what drives everyone to make the most of every moment. We celebrate living large in the now. In a city where time disappears, we create experiences that electrify the soul and memories that will last forever. We go big, we go all night, and here, everyone is invited. So get loose and get loud. This is Circa. You'll have the time of your life. This is the Arash Markazi Show on the Mightier 1090 ESPN Radio. And welcome back to the Arash Markazi Show presented by the Sporting Tribune on the Mightier 1090 ESPN Radio in Southern California. 98.5 The Fan in Las Vegas and the Hawaii Sports Radio Network 95.1 FM and AM 760 in Hawaii. We are now joined, as we are every Monday, by Fernando Ramirez. Fernando, what about the Chargers last night? Let's start with that. 
Yeah, uh, thank you so much for having me on. And see, Arash makes it look easy. It's a lot of words. There's a lot of you lose your <laughs> breath a little bit. So, uh, so very nice, Alicia. I actually, that was a that was a good uh, that was a good job. But yeah, she's doing great. Exactly. Uh, it was a game that obviously it, you could tell it meant a lot to Justin Herbert. There's been a lot of chatter about him, whether it's Emmanuel Acho or, or even the Miami Dolphins media or Miami Dolphins fans about how Justin Herbert's not that guy. Uh, Bill Barnwell from ESPN this week came out with his uh rankings of the 2020 draft class of quarterbacks one joe burrow two jalen hurts three to a tongue of ilo and four justin herbert well obviously justin really i think kind of took that to heart i don't know if you guys uh how much you guys saw of the game but in one of those justin ran for a first down gets up and signals first down i'm yep. like okay i tweeted that out i'm like that's a first i've never seen him do anything like that after the game he comes into the locker room, spikes the football, yells, gets excited. I'm like, okay, yeah, I've never seen this guy do that. So that game meant a lot for him. He was methodical. He was last night. He was he was really he he was surgical. He picked his spots. He knew exactly how to move the football up and down the field. The only thing is, and Brandon Saley mentioned it after the game, they needed to put up more points. That should have been a blowout. That should have been a, a 42 to yeah. to 14. Uh, game so that was uh that was a little bit where Brandon Staley said we need to be better in the red zone obviously that's more on Joe Lombardi offensive coordinator that first fourth down where he tries to go to DeAndre Carter I get it but at the same time it's not like that's Tyreek Hill going in motion that's DeAndre Carter that should have been and there was no throws to Mike Williams or Keenan on that uh uh, or there was one throw to Keenan and none, none to Mike. So it was good to, uh, for Justin to have all of his weapons back. But also the defense did a really good job last night of really clamping down on Tua in this high-powered offense. No Derwin James, no Sebastian Joseph Day, and no Bryce Callahan. Three of their best players on that defense. And then obviously no Joey Bosa. And they were able to clamp down and really hold that team down. And Tua just did not look have a good night. He just... He looked like he was completely a, a mess, and I think these last two games have been bad. And then, hey, next week you get to go to Buffalo in 20 degrees. By the way, there's a report that the that last night the Dolphins had hand warmers and heating uh, heat warmers and everything on their sideline for 55-degree weather. Hey, guess what? Next week you're going to snowy Buffalo. Uh. Imagine how that's going to go. But, yeah. Uh, it was a good win for the Chargers because now they're the seventh seed yep. in the playoff spot. But you, uh, you did. It, it, they did leave you kind of wanting more just because they needed to score more points and and have that offensive outburst. Now with Mike Williams, Keenan, and Josh Palmer uh, on the field. Yeah, it's a little. Bit of, oh, go ahead, sorry, go ahead, Armand. I was going to ask you about the Dolphins' perspective. You kind of got into it with uh, next week against Buffalo. They have two rough Tua games in a row. A lot of people were saying Super Bowl contenders. Are you still um, high and optimistic about the Dolphins' outlook, or has this kind of changed how you feel about them? <laughs> well, I, I didn't think that they were a, a, a Super Bowl contender just because I, I like to limit it to usually five teams. They weren't one of my five teams. They have been impressive this season, but the thing is, is that once you get to the back end of the season, teams start figuring you out. They start noticing what your weaknesses are, and that's what the good teams can do. Good teams can overcome that and still win games. Can the Dolphins do it? I don't know. They're going to they're going to Buffalo, and next week could be their third loss in a row. If they lose next week, uh, that means that the Charger and the Chargers beat Tennessee. That means the Chargers could jump them for the sixth seed, and they put themselves in a good spot. Obviously, that's a lot of ifs and buts. But uh, but I, I just I I don't know about Miami. I just can Tua hold up the rest of the way? 
Um, I, and, and that's going to be a big question. And then obviously, uh, Mike McDaniel said the offense just hasn't been good enough the last two weeks. Well, what can you do differently to help yourself uh, get better? Jeff Wilson running back went down yesterday. How long will he be gone? They won't know. Raheem Mostert did an okay job, but it's just uh, there. there's a lot of question marks about it. And then they go and get Bradley Chubb, and Bradley Chubb hasn't, uh, hasn't really materialized for them in the pass rush. Last night they had some good moments with Jalen Phillips, but other than that, it, there was no pass rush by the Miami Dolphins. So there's a lot of question marks about this team and uh, I just don't see them as a contender I see them as making the playoffs and maybe getting bounced out after a game but I just don't see them going that deep just because uh, I, I think they have more question marks than, more questions on them than answers well I think it's a whole different story too for Sean Slater were, were to come back right obviously one of the best offensive this is for the Chargers obviously yeah, the yeah, Dolphins yeah. this is this is separately I think the char the Dolphins are still a contender just because of you know Bradley Chubb um, getting him right Super Bowl contender yeah I think it's more I think the AFC I know they lost and it's been an embarrassing two weeks but the Niners have the best defense in the league and the Chargers really had something to prove I still think the Dolphins Could they go to Kansas City and be Kansas City in Kansas City can even yes. beat Buffalo at this point yes right? absolutely you think they can because go into Buffalo next week and beat Buffalo I do what yes Yes. I mean, Buffalo's had problems offensively the past couple of weeks. Von Miller's out for the season. I think the AFC is more wide open than people think. The Bengals showed that they're the kryptonite to uh, Kansas City. Patrick Mahomes threw three interceptions against the Broncos. What? Oh, Patrick Mahomes was just a, you saw what he was doing. Yeah, man, he was running out of bounds and he just threw a pass. I know, I know. Uh, and usually, the, usually he was, gets bailed out. That was he, crazy. He has throws like that all the time. Usually that he gets was crazy. bailed out by somebody. But yeah. uh, no, he's fantastic. Don't get me wrong. But remember, all of these teams have flaws. What I'm saying is Jalen Waddell is, wasn't 100% yesterday. You could tell that. He's going to be in future weeks. Tyree Kill, that's still the best wide receiver core in the NFL, in my opinion. Tua, yeah, it relies on it, but the defense will improve. And for the Chargers, they would be a Super Bowl contender if they had Rashawn Slater. Still, I want to see better play calling, but I... I you can't count out a generational talent, Fernando. You just can't. Like if they go in the wild card game in Buffalo, or they go to Kansas City, or they go to wherever. I mean, you, you can't say that they don't have at least a 30, 40 percent chance. Who, of right? Who are we talking about now? The Chargers. You saw the Chargers. Saw the Chargers. Mm, I've I, I, I've seen this too many times, and I just they'll they'll win it. They'll 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 upset somebody, and then the divisional game something happens. But last night, last night when Josh Palmer, when it hits Josh Palmer in the shoulder, that onside kick, I was like, here we go again. But uh, Nick Neiman was able to run up and, and uh, the onside teams, kick. Special teams got right there. They really did. Yeah, Nick yeah. Neiman really came up with a big uh, with a big play. But I don't know. I Yes, for, if Rashawn, Rashawn Slater and Joey Bosa need to play at 100, literally be good for this team to actually be able to make some noise. Because right now, the I mean, last night the pass rush did well. But in other games, they've been, I mean, all you have to do triple team Khalil Mack and go one-on-one -on -one everywhere else but uh they need to get they need to get all these guys back but I just don't know uh I just don't know how good they can be Miami also um yeah I mean they're okay but I don't know I I I just see usually I limit Super Bowl contenders of five teams and uh neither one of those two are near my uh 
my top five. But I mean, everybody's different. Everybody sees it. Brandon, you're you're a guy that sees the the cup half uh, full. I see it half empty. <laughs> really? Okay. So let me ask you this. I know. I know. Tim has a question, but sure, really sure. quick, really quick. Just interrupt him. I mean, that's what that's you keep on doing it. So I mean, why not? Yeah. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Tim, go ahead. No, 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 go ahead. You're you're rolling. You're rolling. I'm letting you roll. Let's go. All right. I was just going to say, hurt my ego a little bit, Fernando. No, no, I was going to ask about the NFC. Okay. And this is, yeah, you're going to ask me. Yes. The 49ers are in my Super Bowl contention uh, list. Yes. As they should be. As they should. I said, no, they're, I said it's a, I said it's a two team NFC. NFC. I have, yeah. And the NFC, I have the Eagles and the 49ers. AFC, it's the Chiefs, the Bengals, and the Bills, right? And the Bills. Those are the five. Those are my. Those are my five teams. That fair. that's that's, that's where I would leave it. That I don't fair. believe in. I don't believe in Minnesota. I don't believe in no Minnesota. I don't believe in. Team. You know who I believe in more than Minnesota? Detroit. Yeah. I, yes. That Detroit team. Yes. Yes. That, and then you just had a Jamison Williams. That Detroit offense is going to be hard to stop. But and then with Dan Campbell, man. Yeah, anything can happen with Dan Campbell, man. At a baby. So, Fernando. Jeff, Jeff Bridges and gonna, Big Lebowski. That's who's going to play him in the movie, Jeff Bridges. <laughs> if we had to ask you to extend it to six, who would be right on the cusp Oof. of that contender list? Yeah, good question, Armand. Good question. Six. Um, damn, you got me. Uh, yeah, let's see. It's a flex between like nine teams. Yeah. It's you, tough. It's tough. Yeah. Uh, I'll go. I can't go. see the Dallas Cowboys have dropped too many people have dropped from the Dallas Cowboys that I can't, you know what, just for the heck of it. Cause I know they're going to make the playoffs and I know they look bad yesterday, but I can never count out TB 12. I'd probably put the Tampa Bay Buccaneers in there. That's gross. <laughs> that's actually gross i know but it's I, like what other i, oh I mean can you put, i can't put baltimore in there i can't put tennessee in there you could put baltimore in there i, I can't this, this is where i kind of want to jump in the on chargers the yeah i, I can't no char- hell no i know <laughs> no i can't put baltimore in there just because i don't know what lamar lamar's been struggling and before his injury he was struggling so i don't know i like i like the idea of of baltimore they're they're They've won the last two weeks without Lamar. They're holding on without him, but they got, got Dobbins back. If I'm Lamar, though, I don't come back and I don't play. I'm being completely honest. I want my contract. I I'm not Greg, playing. Greg Roman's also one of the worst play callers in the NFL. He's just it's just atrocious to watch. It just <laughs> I wanna, is. I, I don't want to side. I don't want to side check it too much, but they did draft like 17 tight ends and like 18 fullbacks. So it's not like they had that many skill players to begin with. And by the way, yes, Mark but... Andrews, you're killing me on fantasy football. <laughs> Relax, you have not right. been, been the same in so many weeks. Oh my God. I'm dying. I'm so, suffocating. Uh, there's, there's no talk about, and I get it. They're, they're what seven and six or something, but the jets, Robert Sala after the game yesterday, he said, I don't know if you guys saw the, 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 post-game press conference but he said we'll be back here we'll see them something to that effect against the bills so no no love for the jets you guys i have seen matt hasselbeck say that he's going to take the ball and they're going to score in the playoffs (laughs) against green bay and he throws a pick six to end the game so (laughs) i just maybe i mean and salah is salah is a really good raw raw guy he's a great coach you can see what he's doing with the jets i like my question is you need a quarterback and i don't know if the can i can i call him what i want to call him mike white (laughs) Uh, no the other guy Oh, the no. Manhattan uh, Milf Hunter. 
I don't know if he. I don't know if he can. I, I don't know if I, I don't know if he's it. I don't know if he's it. I don't know if Mike White is it. Honestly, I I, I wouldn't be surprised if they didn't turn turn to Joe Flacco at this point and maybe have uh maybe have Joe try and see if he has one more uh miracle left in him. But uh, no, yeah, that's what himself. I that's what I call uh, that's what I call Zach Wilson. I think that, <laughs> that's exactly what he is. He just he's uh he's something else. He became a legend over the. The summer, so, uh, but yeah, I just, I, they need a quarterback. That's what the Jets really, really are missing. A quarterback that can, uh, game in and game out, be a baller for them. Not a Mike White who comes in one game, plays really well, and the next two is, uh, flames out. So you need, you need more from the quarterback position if you're going to make the playoffs if you're the Jets. But I like their defense. I like Sa- uh, Sauce Gardner. Sauce. I think he's, he is a talent that is just incredible. So I, the year I really right like them. That's rookie of the year. I mean, like, yeah. Oh, Oh, 100%. Yeah, give them their flowers. They'll probably get defensive and offensive rookie of the year. Playoffs, man. Uh, yeah. They've been they've been extinct for the last three weeks. It's just yeah. been difficult. So, I don't know. And I that's what's allowed the yeah. Chargers to jump in and other teams. Exactly. I kind of wanted this to bring is... this up, too. Yeah, go ahead. No, go, Tim. Go, yeah, Tim. Yeah, I just mentioned, like, Chargers have always been notoriously bad at, like, clutch situations. But the one positive for them is that they've always been very, very good at schematically beating unique offenses and adjusting to different types of schemes in the playoffs or in really late season, like, anti- you know what I mean? Just to get into the playoffs for, for no, yeah, you're like right. That. I mean, they're notoriously great for scheming against Lamar Jackson when he was a rookie. Now they're just incredibly good at figuring out creative ways to play de- like defense. We saw it yesterday too, when they schemed against Tua. I mean, like he's a quick action, fast, accurate slant, like, yak kind of offense and they stopped him with press coverage without half of their defensive line and like legitimately the best safety in the league they legitimately did it without them as much talent as they've had since the season and i don't know i i'm, I'm optimistic only because I, i've seen it before where they've schemed correctly and made up for all their losses and even yeah. speaking of losses right like Carter has stepped up. Palmer has stepped up. These are guys that would never have opportunities if Keenan and Mike Williams played a full season. And now these guys are reliant on like third and long situations. Now you have these people that like legitimately would not have had a shot if everybody was healthy. And you have Eckler, who I think is still one of the best running backs in the league. Yeah. I don't know. I- I'm I'm very optimistic about this team. Like if we well, talk about a six, that's my six. Yeah. Well, I mean, if if we're if we're talking about something like that that's what i was talking about with somebody last night justin every quarterback needs to learn how to be without his weapons if you can learn how to do that you're gonna grow and i remember with philip it took him a while it took him until 2012 philip rivers when antonio gates got hurt uh vincent jackson had left san diego and he struggled that year it was bad like it was it was hard to see because he was in year like eight having to be without weapons well here justin this year learned it for the for four for about six or seven weeks he learned how to be without mike williams without keenan allen and he kind of grew man his stats are up there even though he missed those guys and last night he had them all back and it ballooned up why because he had those guys back and it helped patrick mahomes and i know people are like oh patrick mahomes is a finished product nowhere near a finished product but this year he's learned to be without tyree kill so guys like Juju Smith-Schuster, Marquez Valdez-Scanling, those guys have, uh, he's learning how to throw to those guys and make them better. So if you're able to get Patrick Mahomes, another superstar receiver, it's going to benefit him later because he's going to be like, okay, I can throw to X, uh, let's say Julio Jones, and I'm not, 
let's just call him that sure. Julio Jones, but I can also throw to the two, the three, the four and the five, which exactly. is something that Patrick didn't do in the past. He would rely on just Travis Kelsey and just uh, Tyree kill. Now he learns, he's learning how to use his third tight end, his second tight end, his running backs. He's re- it's just incredible to watch these guys grow. And, and, and I, I truly believe that that's something that's going to help Justin out in the long run. But you're right. If the Chargers can get right, but this this weekend's going to be tough. They face Tennessee. Derrick Henry's a monster. He could buy himself. If I'm Tennessee, I don't even throw the ball. I just go full on run, 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 run until the Chargers can stop it. And I don't know if they can stop it just because Derrick Henry's such a tank. And I've seen him in person. This guy, this guy is an alpha. Like he's just humongous. Like I wouldn't, I wouldn't want any, any, any piece of him. (laughs) I wouldn't want to try and have to tackle that guy. Not in December. No, heck no. After him, he's it's Dehember for a reason. Well, yeah, <laughs> but so so it, it, this is going to be a huge test. If the Chargers can win uh, this ten, uh, this weekend against Tennessee, then they need to be careful because I've seen this before. They beat the good teams and then they go up against uh, like the Colts, the Rams, and then the Denver Broncos, and they could end up uh, losing being, one of those fifty percent. So. Yeah, we exactly. Like we saw it last year. We saw it with the Texans. Yeah, well, that was that Uncle COVID uh, paid the Chargers a huge visit that week. I, well, yeah. and the Texans too. They just they just didn't want it. They, and you're gonna have to want it. And this is what's gonna that's what's gonna tell you what kind of a team the Chargers have moving forward. If uh they play hard and they try and get these results and everything, then we'll see uh we'll see how uh how they do moving forward. Yeah, one last note. Oh sorry, well, I'm just saying one last note for me is that since Keenan Allen's been back, Herbert's p- completion percentage above sixty eight percent every yeah. game. Yeah, I mean, and that's what that's what happens when you have your guys back and and just a, just a monster really help. player. Yeah, no, he no Justin Justin's a unique guy, and that's why Keenan Allen last night called him the the best quarterback in the league. Agreed, Fernando. Fernando, I wanted to shift to the Lakers here. We have about two minutes left. Alicia, I would like your thoughts on this as well. A uh, report came out today from Shams Charania indicating the Lakers are interested in Pistons forward Boyan Bogdanovich, who had 38 points against them yesterday. Um, Let's start with Alicia on this. Do you think it would be wise for the Lakers to make a win-now move, considering the fact that they're still kind of hovering around the play-in tournament, that they're not fully back yet as a playoff team? Well, I say, why not? Um, The way AD has been playing, I'm hoping and counting on and praying to the sports gods that he stays healthy and they should make it. And why not just add to the weaponry for the Lakers? I am a, what did Fernando call it? I'm a half, a glass half full kind of gal. So I'm only seeing it as a positive addition. Um, But I feel like you guys could tell me more. You are the NBA heads in terms of, Who's going to get along? Is there any beef that we need to know about? (laughs) (laughs) What is the backstory? (laughs) What are your thoughts, Fernando? Uh, Right now, you're shooting 32.2% from three. That's pretty good, right? (laughs) Which I'm sure is one of the lowest uh, outputs in the league. Um, they, 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 they need some three point shooting. That's what's always, uh, that's what LeBron's always needed on his teams. He's always needed three point shooting. So why not go make the move? And if you're going to keep Russell Westbrook, then I mean, you might as well should get another guy that Russell can assist to. So, uh, and a guy that can hit three. So I definitely, uh, if, if that's going to, if they think that that's going to help them put them over the top, then yeah. And I mean, they saw it in person. They saw the guy can shoot the lights out. So uh, I definitely would make the move if that's going to help them. I don't disagree with that in theory, 
the issue that I have with it is who's going to stop the next guy from scoring another 38 points against them. Yeah, they need shooting, but it seems like to me the the biggest need is a defender because obviously Pat Bev has not lived up to that role that they signed him up for. All right, that'll do it for today's show. Thank you so much to Fernando for joining us here in segment two. Until next time, we will see you all back here tomorrow. This is the Arash Markazi Show on the Mightier 1090 ESPN Radio. Hustle for the cash, so it's hard to knock it. Everybody got their own thing, currency chasing. Worldwide through the hard times, worrying faces. Shed tears as we bury brothers close to heart. What was a friend, now a ghost in the dark. Pulling up to Mickey D's just for drinks? Oh yeah, that's me. Nothing extra, just perfection and a straw. Coming in hot for the coldest cups on the block. Because there are drinks. Then there are drinks from McDonald's. Mix things up with any size lemonade or sweet tea for $1.49. Perfect with our classic fries. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. Walmart Plus members save on meeting up with friends. Save on having them over for dinner with free delivery with no hidden fees or markups. That's groceries plus napkins plus that vegetable chopper to make things a bit easier. Plus, members save on gas to go meet them in their neck of the woods. Plus, when you're ready for the ultimate sign of friendship, start a show together with your included Paramount Plus subscription. Walmart Plus members save on this plus so much more. Start a 30-day free trial at walmartplus.com. Paramount Plus is central plan only. Separate registration required. See Walmart Plus terms and conditions.